0: Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Horrible, a weekly podcast where OG Millennials have honest and candid conversations about dating, sex, yes, butt stuff, relationships, entanglements, and everything in between. Starring your host, Scarlett Print.
1: Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snack. (laughs)
0: And featuring guests Athena Ludus. Going without deck is like being
2: in a desert surrounded by water, and you refuse to drink.
0: <laughs> Lila Moon.
3: Please, for the love of God and everything holy, do not say my
4: <laughs> name during sex.
0: <laughs> Lolita Rum. It hasn't
4: been anything this big in front of my mouth in a while. <laughs>
0: Willow Gray.
4: If I saw
3: my man with another woman, I'd have to cut a bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And occasionally emerging from behind the scenes, the producer, Spider. Kinky
2: is using a feather. Perverted is using the whole damn bird.
1: (laughs) So we got a letter, an email today. Which, by the way, I have a new email address because... The horrible in our good, bad, horrible domain goes to people's spam folders all the time. So, damn you, you Gmail. I'm keeping the info at goodbadhorrible.com and I do get the emails that go there, but I also created scarlet at gbwpod.com. So, you can also email that. I got this email today and I screenshotted it to read because this is a deep one, guys. I sent it to you. I just want to read this. Because I feel like this is a segue into a great topic we should talk about. So she says, this morning I was listening to episode 11 about being the other woman. That was Lolita's first episode with us. It was. Where she tells her background with her baby daddy and being the other woman. She says, I was the other woman for a year and a half. I was made promises. We planned a future. And then his wife called me this past Monday and I was devastated. He pursued me relentlessly. He would travel to see me. He was my everyday, my best friend. I lost friends because of him. We're also military, so there's another level of secrecy to keep. He has small children, but I take full responsibility for my part in everything. There was no excuse, and I should have waited for it to end if it ever would. I even apologized to his wife, who told me to keep my mouth shut because he was in the military. I've been heartbroken this week. And I'm strong and successful and being broken isn't what I do. I cried listening to your episode because although the circumstances were different, the situation and many of the details were the same. I feel shame and embarrassment, but it was wonderful to hear that I'm not alone. There are so many resources out there for couples in infidelity situations, but there's not much out there for the other woman who also hurts and feels and is often blamed for everything. Thanks for sharing and being transparent in your stories. It saved me. That is powerful.
3: I read that. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I read that stain. It brought tears to my eyes because nobody really thinks about the other perspective, the other woman's perspective. Other than to judge her.
1: I feel like that was a a testament to you, Lolita. And the fact that you were able to vulnerably share your story and experience as being the other woman and the shame and the guilt and everything that you experienced.
4: Agreed. When I read it, I said, "Okay, that's worth it. Just that one email, even if it was just her, Mm -hmm. it was worth it because she's absolutely right. There is nothing that we can really look to or go to for the other woman. And it's really easy to blame us. It really is. When your marriage is falling apart, it's so easy to blame the obvious. But there is no help. I remember when it was happening, I remember trying to look things up and I couldn't really find much about it because nobody wants to talk about it because it's almost like you chose it. You take on everything that comes with it. It's your fault. There's nothing there to support you through it. And it doesn't matter how it goes. There is a lot of shame, as you know, in my story, if you listen to it. I For years, I lived in it. And it really hindered a lot. I used to call it a scar. And then I realized, well, a scar is something that's healed. Is it a wound still that's open for me? Maybe it's still open and I don't still realize a, it. It's a scab. Yeah. And, yeah. and so yeah. once in a while it does. But I will say she's right. I'll go back to a few years ago. I don't know if you guys know the famous Ramsey, the Chef Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He had an affair. And that girl wrote a book about it. I think it was called The Other Woman. And he had an affair with her for a long time. And she actually wrote a book and started a show and did a lot of mentoring to the other women. And people oh, wow. looked down on her for that. Wow. And she's like, I just want to be that person where they can come to and we can share the story. And I remember how it was looked upon for her as well, because... In the same token, she was affecting him and his family and his kids, right? So it was about him and his reputation and his image. And it was still about you're hurting him. Why are you doing that? But she had a story to tell, too. And it was looked down upon. Nothing about the fact that he also made that choice. But it's never. Yeah, but it's 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 never about that. But right. Exactly. But it should be. and, and, And just so you know, my background in my 20s, this is me. I would never cheat. I will never cheat. I was very on my high horse about what's black and white and what's mm-hmm. wrong and right. I will say I was one of those people. So if I would have heard that story then, I would have been like, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? You knew right. he was married. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much more that goes into it. So it's it's still difficult. I think with me, it's because I have a daughter from it, which resulted in a, in a child, which is even right. worse. Because if anything, that child is a constant reminder mm-hmm. to his wife of our affair. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to say, okay, he slept with her or it happened. Been once but it's another when you have a living breathing child that is a result of a, of a love affair and it was that for many years and there's I, no forgetting that no you know well the the, kudos the, the, to her
3: to forgive him are they still married uh, i don't think she's forgiven uh, yeah. him <laughs> well i, I mean she i don't makes know his life a living hell well, every I day say, <laughs> that's <laughs> what i was gonna ask i mean because maybe that's what he deserves i don't know if you can ever really come out of that And truly forgive somebody or just accept it. It's a very codependent relationship.
4: And at this point, she holds it over him. And I think he now has come to a point where he just accepts it and allows it. And and that's just the relationship they have. I'm not really sure. I don't even talk to him anymore. But I think it was more complicated by the fact that I started off as a nanny. Oh. So I knew him since I was 19. And then I worked for him when he started his company. He actually recruited me to come back. Oh, okay. So there is this long history History, of family intertwined. And I remember one of the things she said to me is, you know, you hurt my kids. Nobody's thinking about the kids in an affair. You're not thinking about the kids. I loved her kids and his kids. I nannied them. Right. I loved them, but you're not thinking about it. Right. Right. And when everything's so messy and you're going through so much, It's very hard to see the black and white and the right or wrong. Right. It becomes very messy. And especially when they're telling you one thing and you're seeing something, because I was always so privy to their marriage, living with them and seeing that it wasn't right. Right. So when he would say things to me like, you know, you know, we only got married because she got pregnant. You know, I'm only with her because of this. Then you almost start to justify, justify that it wasn't a love story. Right. And that you're right. And so when he would say you're the one I fell in love with you and then I'm going through my own stuff. I was also younger. Sure. So there's all these things now. And honestly, I still struggle with processing it. But one thing I will say is my daughter is well aware of what what happened. She knew from an early age what happened. I wasn't going to lie to her about it. I always worry about what that's going to look like when she's older. How old is she now? She's 13. I think part of the thing with her that she's dealing with is she feels there's an imbalance of love with his legitimate kids. Uh-huh. And, and her as kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's been hard on her. And she's actually said some things like, uh, you know, it's not my fault, is it? And I'm like, no, it's not your fault. How do you explain that to a little child? Right. Does she have Everything a relationship she with him percent. at all? She does. Yeah. The older she gets, I think it's easier for him to not come around as much because she's yeah. going through those, odd, you know, right? she doesn't she, really want to be around him all right. a lot. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's getting phone. active in other right. things. But yeah. She was little and cute and just loved him regardless. It was right. much easier for him to come around. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is difficult. And I think especially now... Because an incident happened not too long ago that Scarlett knows about with his wife kind of trying to contact her. And I wasn't even as upset, honestly. I just realized where her state of mind still is when she is able to contact her at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized, because that's one thing we've always kind of done is never kept the children involved. Right. Regardless of what happened, it was between me and him. And then, of course, her, she's involved. But the kids never got involved. Sure. Because there was kids there. Sure. But when she started contacting her, it gave my daughter anxiety. Oh, sure. Because she automatically thinks... Right. The worst. She's, yeah. She's coming to attack. Right. She hates me. Yeah. Right. And oh, and stressful. explaining to that, explaining that to her was really difficult because I'm like, I don't take it personal. And I even said, I said, she just doesn't separate you and me. To her, we're a package. Yeah. Mm. And I and I hate to say that. And I know you had nothing to do with it, but try to explain that to right. a preteen girl. It's difficult. And they've yeah.
3: got the hormones going too and, and emotions right. too. So there's but, a lot going on there. Agreed.
4: Too. But I have not found anything. That helps me through this course of not only managing the affair that was years, but also raising a child through it. Mm -hmm. So she's right. I'm glad it helped her. And I feel for her because it's really hard to turn to people because most people are going to have that reaction. I was like, you knew what you were getting into, Mm -hmm. right? You knew he was married, right? You knew what you were doing. So it's that type of backlash that you get. Well,
2: Well, I think women have such a need for love and to be loved, to be recognized that when you get that it's so hard to stay in the logical mind and say, no, I can't do this with him. And very easily, women or men, because it happens the other way around too. But when there's a, a need to be loved and appreciated and noticed, it's so hard to just resist it. And then yeah. When they come around, they say things like, oh, my wife this, my wife that. Oh, I've been through this. I've been through that. It's easy to start to say, well, their marriage well, isn't they, not they, real they And they play anyway. on our sympathies too. Of course. It's because now, oh, we got to comfort them if mm-hmm. they're, you know, complaining or whatever. Yeah. I was in a situation in my 20s where it was a job I was promoted to. The guy who was running the department promoted me and he and I ended up having to work very closely. He was 47, I was 25 and it was a food industry. So I was an executive chef and he was a food and beverage director and his wife worked in the same organization. And at first, you know, it was, you know, we all worked together and dealt with it, whatever, it was fine. But then he and I started to really get close because we were building something that had been in shambles basically and we were building this whole thing and we did an incredible job. We made a great team, but he was always trying, flirting, pushing the lines and all of that. And had his wife not been there in my face the whole time, and then everyone else watching and me trying to also preserve my job, I was 25 and executive chef, I've got to like, I don't want to lose this. This is an opportunity. I had to really resist, but it didn't matter because in the end I still had that scarlet letter. I still was looked down by her, her friends. People would come and say random shit comments to me, accusational stuff. And there was no way for me to explain, he's the one that's fucking trying this shit. But there was also this thing that was being, because now, you know, I'm 25, very young, very inexperienced. I wasn't a party girl. I wasn't around men. I had had that trauma at 19. So I had a tremendous fear of men for the first few years of my 20s. So I was really like, wasn't even sure. Is this man coming on to me? What the hell's going on? But at the same time, it was like, it felt so good to have that bond and that relationship and that friendship and that trust. But I know that he was always trying to do more. And there was lots of things he said, did whatever. But what stopped me was that his wife was there. People were watching. I was already getting accused of shit when nothing was happening. And so that kept me from
4: moving forward with him. Well, for me, I think part of the problem is I knew I was having an affair, but nobody else knew. Had I been talking to my friends about it, I'm sure I would have gotten a different perspective, right? But when you're in it, you almost want to believe that everything they're saying is true because then that means nothing was real. So that's a really hard but, thing to accept. Why
1: do you say that oftentimes these guys are in these situations that they're in? They're not always lying about that.
4: No, but, but uh, well, first of all, working together, honestly, that's why I laugh no. about the conventions and all that. We traveled together. It was all of us. And it was me and him. And his wife would actually joke about me being the second wife. She would joke about it. And so it became like this known thing. It's kind of okay. Right. That it's, well, and it's not that it was okay. It was like this joking thing. Because during that time, there was a show that had come out on HBO. It was a really famous series right after Sopranos. It was about a guy who had multiple wives. I don't know if you guys remember the show. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's got Bill Pullum in it. Yes, yes. It was a really popular show. And we would watch it together on Sundays and she would joke about it. And we would. And I would travel with him. The problem is as I'm becoming a woman, because he knew me since I was 19, as he's running his business and he's my boss, he starts saying things that were attractive about me. Like I remember him saying like, you know, watching you sell, watching you grow, becoming this woman. I think It changed. I think before he saw me young and inexperienced, and then he saw me like, oh, look at her running stuff and doing stuff and helping me out. And I was the support that he wasn't getting from his wife. So it became really messy because I was working with him. So I was spending more time with him than his own wife was spending with him. That's often how it
1: happens. Exactly.
4: So now we're traveling together and we were sharing rooms together, which she knew about. But she never thought in her wildest dreams that we would have an affair. And part of it is because I was heavily involved in the church. I wasn't having sex. It had been years since I had sex. So certainly the person I'm I'm not going to have sex with is my boss. So she thought she was safe. And I think she felt she could trust me. The problem is he became to pursue me to the point where he wore me down. Right. I, I don't right. I don't even know how much how how I can say this without he wore me down. He'd say things I laugh. He kept pursuing me. He'd he you knew know, what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he, he was, was, grooming, was grooming you. Grooming you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I still have a hard time with that term. But I know. if you look at it, yes, that's how I felt. And I was going through my own things. This is a time when I started taking in my nieces. I was raising them. There was a lot going on in my own life. And one thing I repeated in that episode was she will always blame me and I said this before, I will never forget when she said you took advantage of him when he was vulnerable <laughs> and she will, but that is her narrative. That is her story. Sure. That's how always, gonna, and you're never she gonna has change to that. She never has that. change that. So one thing, that's I, how she
2: justifies staying with him. Right. He was the victim.
4: Correct. And one thing I remember talking with Scarlett was Scarlett said, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't even matter if you have proof or anything. It's she'll always believe what she wants. Yeah. And that's true what brings her comfort. because that is what allows her to continue to be with him. And she doesn't know details. I think in her head, she thinks it was this one time and it was years.
1: Of well, pursuing. also, if it was How? you, then it's less about her being inadequate. Yeah. If you were the pursuer. You were the one wearing him down. Then it wasn't her inadequacies at play.
4: Right. How long were you sleeping mm-hmm. with him? Well, the LA was really short because I got pregnant and then I moved to Texas, but he pursued me. (laughs) Even Scarlett knows he moved to Dallas. He lived here and told me he was separated and was seeing my daughter and I. For months. I mean, wow. Scarlett was and witness he wasn't to all this. separated what? And it comes out later that he really wasn't separated. But then I think to myself, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. You know I live in Dallas. You let your husband move to Dallas, to yeah. the city I'm at with the daughter I have. It just doesn't sound right. Doesn't so I don't know who to believe anymore. Mm. And I think part of the problem I have is he was my best friend. He knew. Yeah. I've known him since I was 18. So he knew my family. Yeah. He knew my dynamics. He knew everything about me. He watched me grow up really, he watched me grow up. I watched his kids grow up. And that's very different. So it's difficult because he was my best friend. And he was the one I would call when something was going on. He's the one I looked up to. He's the one that mentored me in business. He's the one that before this really kind of saw something in me Mm -hmm. to allow me to become what I am today. And so it is hard because sometimes I don't know, was it real or was it not? And I think that's the hardest thing about Mm -hmm. it, but I don't regret it. And I think people don't like that I say that. But I don't regret it. You wouldn't have your daughter exactly. But talk to somebody who's gone through an affair. That to them, that's definitely a fucked up way to look at it. Because in the process, I ruined his kid's life, her life, his life. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you ruin no,
1: their life? Was his, he that was he his. Ruined joy. It. He ruined it. That was his Be careful, because I didn't fr- say their life was ruined.
2: No, yeah. right. First right. of all, they're still together. The kids still have their parents. But, but- what
4: it, what it sounds like is it's been years of. A uh, lot of fighting. I get, but like that my would have main, been there regardless. Uh, agreed. I agree. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's always easy to pinpoint the problem. I don't feel like that anymore. I know how fucked up their marriage was, and I know how right. it started as well. But in their eyes, right? It's so always, in her, in her eyes. Be careful. I I don't know. know. I don't know. Because think about it. What the kids were told at a young age when this was all happening was from her viewpoint. Yeah, sure. I'm assuming the kids also have her viewpoint because they were young. And also all the information I have about this is his information. Yeah. So I don't know how much. But what I understand is she made sure to let those kids know that, you know, basically it was our fault. And she was all good in this, but she, she, there were some issues there, but I feel like the easiest thing to do is to pinpoint it on me. And then also I had a child. And so now I've solidified <laughs> yeah. right by having this child. But still, I've made it come true. It still yeah. goes back to it takes two to make a marriage. But it, it takes it's hard. two to break. I mean, even you have said, you know, touch my man, I'll cut a bitch. Right. I mean, you know it's hard. It You're is. You're not but gonna I understand. Also, that.
3: I also know that if he would go stray, I would have to look in the
4: mirror and be like, okay.
2: Where did this come from?
4: This had to generate from some place. Then that is a very mature way to look at it. But not most people look at it like Here, that. Here's the thing that I just want to make
2: note of. Like, be mindful of the narrative that you're repeating. Yeah. I ruined their marriage. I ruined the kids. I destroyed. I de- You're taking on blame that is on him. Right. You have the responsibility of that. Yes. Okay. You said yes, eventually. But right. the fact is, this is he a very different situation. You. you knew him for years. And I believe just from that... There's genuine love that was there between you and him. I don't believe it was all an act, but I think he probably had a little intention of eventually getting that because you don't flirt with someone consistently for years. I'm just saying there is an intention behind flirtation. Okay, if you're at a bar and you're being playful and you're having flirty moments, that's one thing. But for someone who he knows you were in the vulnerable position. You were the one that was going to be labeled. You're the one that was going to be blamed. He knew he should not have been pursuing. You should not have been flirting with you. He holds the majority yeah, the responsibility. of the responsibility. Exactly. And I just don't want you to take on more blame because that's what brings shame. That's, that's what brings regret. And so pain.
1: Bring an alternative viewpoint as the non-monogamous right. person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck shouldn't he have? What if he should have done all of those things, but should have just been honest with his wife about the hey, fact that's it. that he hey, wasn't happy? Right.
2: Then, then absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I'm not against that at all. He should have. Because if the fact is that you know you're not happy, and I swear this for every man out there or woman, if you're in a marriage that you want to be in, and okay, this is coming from someone who's never been married, and I have no idea what it could be like, but if you're in a marriage where you realize there's something lacking that I could be getting and from that's someone me else
1: right in this moment.
2: Right. Then be honest, say it, figure out what's best. But if you chose someone to be with for life and you're not talking about the fucking elephant in the room and instead running out the back door and looking for some yeah. other solution, and burying your head in the sand. I yeah. mean, come on. And I understand it's awkward. It's hard as fuck. I've been yeah. in a relationship. I know well, what it's like, but you've got to put on the people in that relationship, hold the responsibility To build and work and do the fucking work to build it up or decide, you know what? This is not going to work. Let's just open this up. Let's divorce. Let's figure it out. So let
1: me say some things on this because I got quite a bit on this. So obviously I'm in that position, right? I'm Mm -hmm. in a marriage. I've been married now almost 12 years. We have kids together, five in total between our blended families. It's complicated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I knew... This was not what I wanted the rest of my life. I knew I was not happy. I got to the point where I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to try anymore. I was done. But then you've got all of this meshing of our lives and our kids. It's Mm -hmm. so complicated. There's so many things going on there. So for me, I was able to finally come to the place of saying, I don't want to be monogamous anymore. I don't want to even pretend like I like this marriage anymore. But I do want to still maintain the unit for the sake of these kids that they have some kind of stability, after, especially after my two having lost their dad. Right. Right. So I was able to come into him and say, because I wasn't going to lie about it. I'm big on that. I'm going to just be up front. And here is what's going on. And now I didn't get to that place until there was someone I actually wanted to fuck and I was the other woman in that case. And I knew I was going to fuck him. And I came to my husband and said, this is happening. Here it is. This is what's going on. I'm not happy. And, and I, I respect, laid it out.
4: I respect that 100%. So Essentially, the, she the, gave him a choice. Like either. I mean, he had a choice, happen. but did he? he I mean, like you said. Leave. Right. He didn't have a choice.
1: He had a choice, but he didn't. Right. right. I mean, it, it it wasn't like he had a lot of options. Right. So and I get that now it is, I acknowledge, way easier in my position. So I ended up fucking that guy and I was the other woman in that situation. We worked together and it was kind of like your situation, Athena. We were solving problems together and working closely together and brainstorming a lot and dealing with drama at work with other people and helping each other through these situations and whatnot, right? And so all that was going on and I basically left it up to him how to handle it with his wife and he ended up not ever telling her. Probably to this day, he probably hasn't told her. In my situation, I'm like, I know I'm going to fuck him. And I came to be okay with that. Like, I don't have a problem with that because I don't I don't think I believe in monogamy in general anymore. Like, I don't I don't know that we were even made for monogamy, but I couldn't come to terms with lying and hiding about it, which is ironic. It's like it's it's funny that I can be perfectly okay with myself being the other woman, but not lying about it. Well, and
4: I think it wasn't it for you that you kind of got irritated that he didn't tell his wife and was honest about it and that's what turned you kind of off towards the end because you were like I'm honest you should just be honest with her and you didn't like the discreet. So there's I have mixed feelings about this because some
1: and I have said this to men like just come clean about it like you have valid reasons and a lot of guys are living a involuntarily celibate lifestyle that are stuck in a marriage in situations like mine where there's kids and, and men are already at a disadvantage in the legal system, right? If they divorce their wife, they're automatically at a disadvantage. I mean, at best, half their shit is gone right right off the bat. right? And there is a lot of social pressure on men that's not on us as women. If they walk away from a family There is a social stigma to that, that they are abandoning their kids, abandoning their wife. And even though we're living in this day and age where, you know, women empowerment and women can do it, there is still this stigma that you are leaving your wife and children to fend for themselves and there just there is. So it's a lot easier and I acknowledge that. It's a lot easier for me to go to my husband and say, "Hey, this is what's up. If you don't like it, don't let the door hit you on the way out." It's a lot easier for me as a woman to say that and people almost applaud that like, "Oh, you're so strong." Whereas yeah. if he did that, yeah. if he came to me and said, "Hey, I'm about to fuck this chick. If you don't like it," Don't let the door hit you on the way out. He's a fucking bastard. No
4: one's admiring that. And also culturally, what he is and his religion, it's awful. And I think that's why they're still together is because— At the end of the day, he's still taking care of his family.
1: There's a lot that goes into that, and even ethnic. I mean, there's there's guys I've talked to that have the ethnic, you know, from from yeah, that cultural, you know, Latino families or Indian families where you absolutely do not leave. Right. Even if you do divorce, you still take care of your woman. Well, and also
4: I think sometimes too, it's okay, fine, you're having an affair, but you don't leave. It's almost like fine, you do. We know what you're doing, right? But you're not going to leave your family and kids. So I have challenged men over and
1: over you should live your authentic life and come out and talk to your wife but at the same time i do acknowledge there's so much more in there's consequences. there's consequences so much more well, it's, it's, hard. Also,
4: it's easier to keep a secret and right not have to deal with it it's hard to deal with the challenges that
1: are
2: causing the disconnect in the relationship it's hard to be vulnerable and have that real honest conversation and figure out what can be done so that there's regular sex, regular emotional connection, regular time together, whatever. But it's also really fucking hard to go through a divorce, have the stigma, lose the kids yes. and everything yes. else.
1: There's a reason why in this country there are so many more women that file for divorce than men. I mean, that is true. There's a and lot of reasons It's something that, like 80% yes. of divorces are initiated by, by the women. women. So there's something to that. There is a lot more obstacles for a guy to be able to say I'm leaving than there is for a woman. There just is. So while yes, I don't respect lying and hiding. I do acknowledge there's a lot there. And one guy that I've brought up on this podcast a few times, coach, he lived a celibate lifestyle in his marriage for 20 something years. Basically after his wife had their last child, she was done with sex she didn't enjoy it she didn't want anything to do with it so from the time that child was a baby until they finally got to college he suffered through it to get his kids all the way through and he finally filed for divorce when his kids had gone off and moved now that is a huge sacrifice a huge sacrifice yes, 100% and so yes on the one hand I can sit here and go, dude, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? Why would you sacrifice the best years of your life? Well, yeah.
4: And we used to have this, it's easier said than done, right? When you have your kids facing you every day, it's harder to leave.
1: And when he did it, when he finally did it, after going all those years celibate, when he finally filed for divorce, he was completely ostracized. His kids wouldn't talk to him. Oh, his wife geez. got everyone against him in their circles. Like he has no, no one on his side. Even in their church, he basically got counseled, right, as yeah. they will do in church. Yeah. And, okay, how does it look when you sit there, you're in church and they're trying to save your marriage, and you're like, well, she won't have sex with me. How much support is that guy getting? They'll still blame him. Right. Of course. They'll yeah. be I mean, like, him. what the fuck? Well, dude? you're
2: not emotionally connecting. You're not this. You're not that.
1: Right. Like, well, you know, have have and you done well, the dishes for um, your yeah, wife? Yeah, maybe. You- there was probably some of that going on, but. That doesn't mean that that's not a valid reason. Right. What guy is going to get support to say, I'm leaving my wife because she won't have sex with me? No,
4: I agree. So it's funny because Scarlett knows I had uh, someone in my family who had an affair and it was a male and it was talked about in my family. And I'm like, they forget. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. I also had an affair. And I remember having to remind my mom, hey, he did his part. His kids are adults. They're grown. They're out of the house. He hasn't been happy in years, he's let it, they know, I don't understand what the big problem is here mm-hmm. at this point. Yes, he did it wrong and all this stuff. He still took care of her financially. She's still being supported by him, but it did become this big thing. And I remember it's still because it was the male role versus me, mm-hmm. right? So it was still this, you know, everybody talking about him and double what he standard, did, double yeah. standard and, and, and talking to the woman who literally had an affair and had a baby with somebody, but it was different because he was the man and that wasn't expected of him. hmm
1: and even so, though his kids were up and grown and yes, gone and yeah. yeah.
4: And I will. And I always tell him before, I'm like, listen, your approach was wrong. The way you did it was wrong because he did do it in a shitty way. I think what he did was he pushed everybody away so they'd stop asking questions so right. he could do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. That's a difference. You literally sat your husband down and said, right. I Want to fuck this guy at work? I'm having an already an emotional relationship. I think you told him I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be done, like you told him before. There are very few people like you, Scarlett, who (laughs) would sit down and tell them before it happened. I will tell you that, right? So he did it the sneaky way, and I said, "Listen," uh," but I was still there for him. I knew what he was going through, and it was difficult for him. He. Felt guilty and did everything to make it correct, right? Still paying. Even after his kids were adults, he was still helping her and doing all this stuff financially because he said, well, that's still the mother of my children. And that's what a lot of guys have encountered is we still want to take care of that mother of our children. I admire you for that. And just not everybody's there. It's much easier but to. But it's interesting
1: how you and I, both being the other woman, can look at our situations. And you haven't dealt with all of this shame, and I look at it completely differently. It's like I'm not monogamous. I don't buy into this framework that we as a society we put monogamy. It's but, like but a sacred she does here.
2: But she doesn't. So that, that's that's why there's it's a, it's a little but easier I'm saying, for you like, to as a society
1: that. monogamy is like the sacred cow here. It is put on such a high echelon above all other sins, basically. It's like, oh, my gosh. And when someone cheats, it is just like put in just such a huge light in people's eyes than other things that, in my opinion, could arguably be worse.
4: But this is your opinion now. Right. right. you Five years ago, you were dead on monogamy. I mean, not not only down. you, but like what if he
2: you had found out he was cheating and having affairs and then that person got pregnant. How would you feel?
1: Are, so, you, are you talking about me now? Or no, me you five, years, five ago? years ago. Oh, I would have been pissed. Okay, because why? It's not that I don't understand the mindset. It is what one I, of the greatest betrayals what what I, of someone. Well, it's, 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 it, it would be because of the lying. Yeah. Well, the it's lying. a betrayal. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's what cheating is. It's lying. It's, it's a lying betrayal of trust. It. Because if you have the discussion beforehand... But why, it's not cheating anymore.
1: But, but it, it, why it is, is lying and hiding yeah. about other things, which happens constantly in marriages? Right when a, when a guy, for example, watches porn and hides it, or if he goes to the if they're on a diet together and he goes to the to the well, gas station and buys because him bun. buying
2: a donut right. behind someone's back is not the same as but you have to you have to crossing remember, a sacred commitment.
1: I, Family member, a couple that they made a commitment to each other. They were going to stop drinking for a certain amount of time, but then she'd be behind his back like, "Oh, don't tell him." Why is that better?
4: I, I no, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it is better. But I will say, but why? No, 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 no. no. It's no not- answer that. Why?
1: why? Why is that different?
2: Because. It'll be disappointing to him that she didn't stick to that commitment. There's no love affair to the liquor where that liquor is going to be taking your place, taking your place. Her taking a drink is not saying that she doesn't love him and she's never, she may never, she wasn't happy with him and she's going to leave him. And so uh, if he
1: went and did it with a hooker, and it was a one-time thing. That's perfectly fine. Then no, that's no not okay. Threat. Okay, why is the hooker?
2: Because you're bringing someone else into that relationship. You're bringing well, someone else's body, someone else's. You don't know if it's STDs, emotional. Well, you don't know what it is. The intimacy. Men fall in love with hookers all the time. You you don't know. You, you can't isolate that to say it's equivalent
4: to someone breaking a diet. So is it the,
1: the there's a in, heart a mind no, a soul
4: involved? I think the thing is, Scarlett sees lying universally incorrect it doesn't matter what it is where there are people like me who used to see sin I would say because I was very Christian different levels of sin right there's this kind of sin oh and then there's this kind of sin but there was to me right and so that's what I'm saying is to me there were bad bad sins like You know, abortions, killing, doing this. And then there's, okay, sins. And then there's like light sins. I had a level. And I know at the end of the day, their sin was a sin. We all do, I think. Their sin was a sin. But that's what I'm saying is she sees lying universally. It doesn't matter what it is. And most people see
1: cheating universally the way I do lying. So my point here, what I was getting to with all of that is that you and I experienced the exact same situation in being the other woman. But the way we view ourselves on the back end of that is very different because I don't deal with the shame that you're dealing
4: with because I view it from a completely different framework. But I will also say the age has helped. I was 26. Sure. And so 26 and still being completely inexperienced, vulnerable, not having sex for five years, being in this Christian lifestyle. I will say there's a difference now because I, for many years, as you know, carried the shame Completely. And I've always said this. Whatever she said to me, because she was nasty, as she should be, right? Yeah, the the wife. She was nasty. The wife was very nasty in the thing she said. And I remember responding to her once saying, Whatever you say to me now, I have thought way worse of myself in my deepest, right. darkest moments than you can ever tell me. Because I've already been there with what so I thought.
1: I would argue. But
4: now that right there
1: is the worst of anything anyone. Has done in this room is what you did to yourself, which is essentially murdering yourself, your own psyche.
4: Of course. But now what I will say is accepting what I've done. Now I own it. I always did. That's one thing I didn't do was lie. Even when my mom wanted me to lie about it. I owned it. I became more open about it. Talking about it helps. Seeing her email helps. Now it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't sting as much, right? It used to really feel like a stab. And now it doesn't so much. Now I'm like, okay, yeah, I was the other woman. But I love my daughter and it was worth it. At the end of the day, it was worth it. But I agree, for years I lived in it, but part of me living with it was because I didn't talk about it. Who was I going to talk to about it? With? So this is yeah, where I'm coming to, is, is
1: going back to the question of what resources would be helpful to other women. And I think what I'm trying to get at to anyone that is or has been the other woman is what is killing you is the own framework in which you're thinking about your situation. Of
4: course, because I will say an affair is a very lonely place to be in. Right. An affair, you hide it. That's what you do. The problem with an affair is it's so fucking exciting right? As much as I would cry after I'd have sex with him, mm-hmm. the leading up to it was exciting because it was mysterious. It was secretive. It was this taboo. love affair. It was this taboo. And the way he did it, he pursued me hardcore. And you could finally me. let down your guard and just <laughs> he pursued free. me like no other. Yeah. But also if you know him, which Scarlett knows, what would be the Adjectives you would use for this man:
1: a very good looking, charismatic, confident—just everything a woman would want. want in a guy. How much older Powerful. is he?
4: He's eleven years older. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That says a lot.
3: <laughs> I agree with <laughs> Athena. I think he definitely had an objective with yeah. you.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Scarlet knows him, and she actually would tell me, "I think he really does love you. I just yeah. think he doesn't know how to navigate through this." Right. 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 I will messy. say though, once I stopped giving him attention. He pulled back from my daughter and I, because I feel there was no
3: reward or motivation anymore.
4: And so I feel if I still would have pursued it and still talked to him and still would have been open to that, he would still be in her life. But that does hurt me. Also, it was time for me to move on because at the end of the day, he's still with her. I think he'll always be with her for whatever reasons they find each other in. It is difficult because... I always struggle with the word love, and I'm always trying to figure out if I loved him or not. I don't know, and I still don't know. And I think that's the hardest thing: is did what he, is love? Did he ever tell you he's going to leave her for you? He moved to Dallas. <laughs> I he mean, did. literally showed up at my door. Yeah. yeah. So did so he I move in friend, with you, or was he moved with no, a separate? No, he rent? lived in an apartment in Uptown and gave okay. me the key and said, "Whenever you want to come over, whenever you want to do." And literally,
1: she we, peed in his garage. I remember I did. that. <laughs>
4: Of course, of course she, she did. Of course, course she, she did. I to mark my territory. <laughs> I remember yeah. being at
1: his parking garage at like yeah. two o'clock in the morning, and she pops a squat.
4: Right. <laughs> and what makes I think what makes me sad looking back at it is there's very few memories of us together that my daughter remembers, and we have very few pictures of all three of us together. Aww. And that was during the time he lived here. But I remember when he moved back, he lost his job here. He had a passcode on his iPad. And he had already moved back. It was messy. He moved back. He lost his job here. He went back to California. And she told me, she told me because she called me, the wife, she called me and said, I knew something was going on. I watched him put the passcode in the iPad before he went to the movies with my daughter. So she didn't have the passcode to his iPad. And when she opened it, she saw the pictures of me, my daughter and him together at different events yeah right like new year's eve and all that and that's when she realized and i thought to myself he was living in she dallas but she didn't want to see that even he was him living in dallas she didn't want to wow. see that she, she was, seeing was in us.
3: denial yes yeah. in denial in pure
4: denial i remember her even saying the picture of you and her was taken on new year's eve he told me he was in bed already so then I realized he's telling her something completely different. He's playing. Both but sides what's of the so point odd is her denial. He lived, he lived here. He had an apartment here. Yeah. We were doing things as a family. Did she not
3: ever it ever cross her mind that he would see you guys? That's she's, she's really very hard naive. To believe. Yeah. My
2: God. Yeah. I, so this is the thing. I have a friend who is involved with a married man right now. And she got involved with him like last February. They worked together. You know, he pursued her very pretty quickly. They ended up starting, you know, an affair and sleeping together and she knew he was married. And his story is he's leaving his
4: wife, but yeah, they're always leaving their wife. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But he wants to start his school, this nursing school program that he wants to join. And so once he begins, he'll be able to leave
4: her. Mm. And what does that have to do yeah. with the price of tea in China? Just just so you know. Hey, they remove, they moved to Europe. Well, we got to move to Europe and then I'm going to leave her. Oh, and then we're moving and then I'm going to leave her. Oh, when the kids start high school and then I'm going to leave her. Oh, when the kids graduate that's, high school, then I'm going to leave her. Oh, the kids are I'm in college. About. Then I'm going to leave her. That's and you what know I'm what? talking about. Playing
1: so, devil's advocate here. They yeah. probably have every intention of doing that in the moment. And this I will why. say his
4: best friend who's known him since he was young. I remember told me once, I will never forget this. I think he knew what was going on. And I believe he had told him, but he said to me, I said, he's such a liar. And he goes, he's not a liar. He goes, he really truly means what he tells you. He just doesn't know how to follow through.
3: Well, and like I was talking tonight, there's somebody that's pursuing me. I'm pretty sure he's pursuing me, but I'm like, you're married, but he's very unhappily married. Mm. And he had an affair like 15 years ago and she forgave him. His wife forgave him. And I'm doing that in quotes, Mm -hmm. but she didn't do any of the work for it. Mm. She didn't go and get counseling. He did everything because it was all his fault. Right. I mean, he came to her and it was someone he worked with. He came to her and said, look, we went to a convention. There we go. Him and this I tell you. Yeah, I, those know. I
4: know. I
3: know. Those. Trust me. Went to a convention and came to a convention
1: with Scarlett. It's oh fun. God.
3: And he's got three children, and the youngest one is like a freshman in high school. And he had this affair. It lasted like a year, and he loved her, but he knew that he was going to choose his wife and his family. So he came clean with his wife. She gave him hell, of course, but decided to stay. But of course, now she's put him through hell. And so he's like, she's never forgiven me, but she won't address it for us together in counseling. He's done counseling by himself. And even his counselor was like, I'm afraid if you guys don't go together, you're going to have another affair because she's not doing the work. Because the reason why they had an affair is because no sex at home. And I'm a firm believer if a, a man's not getting it home and it's not going to tell his wife, he's going to get it somewhere. Yeah.
1: no. And you know for what? For Actually, real women, if, yeah. if you're not having sex with your man, it is highly. No, in Coach's case, provided he's telling the truth. He he said he went twenty something years without sex. That is rare. Yeah. Very difficult. More than likely, yeah. if you're not having sex with your man, he's getting it somewhere else. But if yeah. some but it's woman not shows rare, shows him
3: a little bit of attention at right. work,
2: that's right. That he yeah. is going to run with and it. And there's and, and it, but it's not rare to have a sexless marriage.
4: No, but I will say, yeah. I and it's I, horrible. It's not, I think too I, at this age, I've really become understanding about the man's perspective as well, and this is coming from. My boss, who I will always say I'm not sleeping with guys currently.
3: <laughs> currently, that is that no, is it'll your, never uh, modifier. It'll
4: never happen. But anyway, he's he's a he's a good guy. But he will say because we talk about this, he's kind of open about it. And he says, "Listen, the thing is," he goes, "as the women get older, their sex drive isn't as strong." Yeah, it's because of goes, menopause. And he said, "Mine is still strong." Sure. And he goes, "And it really sucks because I'm still at a point right. where I want this so badly, and I I'm trying to be understanding and understand that it, this is changing and this." This is a part of life, right? But I have my urges, and so you see this conflict. And then now you understand it a little bit more that it never goes away for the man. No, right? it doesn't. Would and, you say and sex you is... read that?
3: You read that that women's sex drive just drops. drops. Yeah, and men's never really unless they no they a, don't drop drastic. No, 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 and they, they always it have testosterone, testosterone right running through. right. So that, and especially after menopause, it really drops. So women have to educate themselves on okay, what do I have to do to get my libido back? What do I have to do to get my marriage where right. I want to be touched? I mean, because a right. you know, year went by where I was like, get the fuck away from me.
4: <laughs> no, you know? and that's, that's, so, that's what I'm saying. It's so, and even in in your case, it's like, and I've said this to Scarlett, you know, her husband had an idea of her that he married and then she's completely different. That, oh, must, very much. that must be very difficult for somebody who goes into a marriage, marrying somebody well, oh, I have a completely different value system. system today. Right, right. And so that is very difficult to change the value system, too, because she's completely different. Than she well, was. but you said you were what, 28? I was
1: 28 when my husband died, my uh, first husband. OK,
4: I'm not the
3: same person. Nobody's the same no. person from 28. No, to no, no. 40. But
4: I'm telling you, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm talking about complete switch. I mean. Even just in the last four, four years. Four years. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about marriage counseling, finding a church, doing Bible, all, all these things that she really tried to work on her marriage and, and work with him to sustain it, I guess. I don't even know what you were trying to do at that trying point. Trying to make it better, better. Because at that point in
1: my life, I was of the mindset that divorce was not an option and we right. needed to figure out how to make it work.
4: But what was different about her case is what most people have affairs is sex. Hers wasn't. She had the best sex with him. That's what's so crazy about this story, if you talk to her, they were having amazing sex. It wasn't the sex. Mm-hmm. It was the mental stimulation. stimulation. Right. Yeah.
1: Where, well it was also because financial. I just like most women want security. security. Correct. Right. Sure. And he was not secure. Right. 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 In many ways. Emotionally, financially. It, there just well, wasn't it wasn't there. And this is the case with my friend. His wife has not worked,
3: has never worked, and is not picking up basically her end of the...
1: And it's very hard to respect a guy that's not even giving 50% of it, right? Right. Right. So where I'm having to... It might be okay. And I probably years, would but, do that but... anyway. I mean, I'm hu- I love business. It's something right. I'm very passionate about. So I probably always will be successful in business. It's not that I'm like, Oh, I just want to sit at home and eat bonbons. Right. But I want to see you have some drive and ambition and like pull in some you weight. Have to, here. Yeah, but but, your but even where
4: respect, here's the thing is when I don't respect you, I'm not attracted to you, but right. you were still having great sex with him, which is odd. Because you didn't have a transactional. Like,
1: it did become transactional because sex is vital, that.
2: but it's not that. enough. It's not the right.
3: only yeah, thing. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't solve problems in a marriage.
2: And That's you, why I appreciate that you were actually in cal- you, you said we can't get a divorce. So what can we do? Let's do everything we can to make this fucking work. And when you realize it's not going to work, you spoke up, you'd made a decision and then it, you were honest and transparent about it. It's the ones who do not do any of that yeah. and jump into dragging someone in. Right. Now, it's again, it's one thing if you go out and you fuck someone. It's another thing if you create an affair and you create a sense of I I will leave this person for you. I love you. You are everything to me. Yeah. Meanwhile, whether you have an intention to actually leave or not, you're saying it and you're creating this atmosphere. And that's fucked up. This guy who's trying to get you knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah,
3: and who knows how many affairs he. Well, had. and that's and that's just it. He said he hasn't had any in fifteen years, but his counselor said you're going to have another one. But you know what? He's admitted to me he's on Ashley Madison, Come and on. you know what he's trying to do? Hey, I'm
1: on Ashley Madison. Well, don't he's
3: be hiding. No, he's no married. Not. I'm not. But he's looking for a discreet. He still wants End to affair. have his cake. He wants his now, either his, and eat
2: it too. If his therapist said that, it's almost like it gave him permission. So that was a stupid thing for the therapist to say. Or he made that up to justify what he really wants to do. Well, and then and if, ultimately, if wanna... it just comes down to... Have the fucking hard conversation with your wife or with your husband that says, I cannot do this anymore. and Then go fuck whoever you want. And
3: then his excuse is like, well, but, you know, my kid's a freshman in high school. I said, you know, I understand all that. Then you're going to have to maintain what you've got right now until she's out of high school.
2: And you're in a vulnerable position. Right, some things that's going right. on so it's like well fuck you know your heart is in a sensitive and vulnerable place right. and here comes this guy with the perfect story right seemingly true all the other charms and the things that are that could build attraction and he sees that weakness in you because otherwise he would not be approaching well, yeah you but you know it. he wouldn't be pursuing we have you. we see
3: each other quite often yeah daily and i'm not one to fuck around like it's like you know dude and, yeah but that and challenge I got, is
2: attractive to them too. yeah
3: but I also told him off. I'm like, look, shit or get off the pot. Like, I don't want to hear your sob story. If I can leave somebody after 10 years of being verbally and physically abusive, he goes to work. I pack my shit in glad bags and move out. Fuck you. Don't tell me about how hard it is. That's right. Okay, so grow a sack and leave or shut up and stay and bear with it until
2: the kid is out of school. Make your decision and then follow through on it. Right. Because dragging somebody else into your mess. And that's why as soon as you said he already had an affair, I was like, he's probably been having affairs all along. And
3: yeah. the thing is, is I'm like, what woman are you looking to find? Right. Every woman, everybody in continental U.S. is busy. Women got lives. People got lives. You want five minutes with someone
4: in your fucking truck? Then there's another layer of not all affairs are equal. You have affairs that are casual. You have affairs that are emotional. You have one night stands. Yeah. So then you have this other layer of affairs, right? It's mm-hmm. not so simple. You have love affairs. He wants an emotional attachment and physical. Well, What the
3: fuck? You can't have an emotional you mean attachment. Your fucking and- wife. Yeah, like you have that's a what wife. I, told him. I said that's why you have a wife. Make that shit work. You're not going to have. You're not going to the, the time you're going to be able to give to someone. Before she's tracking you down on the 360 app in your truck, you're not going to build an emotional... Like
2: you want to look at him and say, "Are you? So, how are you okay living
4: an absolute lie yeah. and constantly having a lie so to cover you yourself? So are you kind of helping him through this? Because I will say, I think that's a really dangerous position to be in. I, I'm not. Because I, I will say that was kind of my whole, why don't you go talk to her? Why don't you go work it? And I, I get was. really stuck in that and that I, doesn't help. So I have, was for... A couple weeks. Oh, so you uh-huh. don't talk to him at all anymore?
3: Well, I wasn't. No, well, you worked together. In a different building. But now he's back in my he's building back. and I don't want to be a bitch, but it's to the point where I'm kind of like, because he asked me for lunch on Tuesday. And I was like, no, I, I can't do that. And then it was kind of like, because he approached it like, hey, can we go to lunch on Tuesday? You know, I want to discuss this is. And I was like, I don't know, i have to check my calendar. And then I thought about it and I thought,
2: no girl. If yeah. he needs
3: yeah. a meeting to talk about something business-wise that can be done during other business hours, it does not need to be over lunch. And life.
2: you could be really against it, but given two, three lunches in... Your heart could start to open to it and you're opening a door that's going to be very hard to close.
3: My personal opinion is that lunches are personal time. It should not be business business at all. Well, and I responded back to him. I'm like, oh, that's great. Is so-and-so-and-so-so coming? Which is the attorneys that I work with. Good. He's like, uh, no. Yeah. Well, why no. wouldn't they? I mean,
2: we're if we're talking us. about this issue, th- why
3: aren't they right. there? I'm the third attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, what, why aren't they And the coming? only
2: thing, the only way he'll <laughs> stop is if you just stop interacting with him.
3: Mm-hmm. That's when we're off together. That's why I don't want to go to lunch. He says something. I know myself well enough, especially right now. you react. I'll react. Yeah. And I don't want him to bring me to that Right.
2: You get yourself in trouble. Exactly. Right
4: i rather just distance myself. I will say my affair also started with me pushing him away and him continuing and emailing me and sending yeah, me messages. It, and it was so constant. And it is kind of that game that you play where I knew it was wrong. I knew what I was getting into. But, something but I, when he continues and it yeah. was every day and seeing it, it's much harder to say no. Yeah. So if you're aware of it now, good for you, because I wasn't aware of it then. I was going through a lot in my life. He definitely became that Savior, the listener who listened to me, try to help me out with my situation with the girls, and trying to figure that out because I was raising, I I was taking my nieces away from my sister at the time to get custody of them. He was the one that was offering attorneys. What can we do to help? Let me go down there. He was playing that protective. I'm going to take care of you. Let me help you. Right. And so, but I was always cautious. Not, and I to this day, I don't think I've ever actually. I'm. I know I haven't told him I loved him. It was always something I kept to myself because I'm like, this is, I I even, I was still aware of the situation. Right. Even when he would throw everything out at me, my responses were always very guarded responses. Yeah. So I did try my best Mm -hmm. to fight it off, but I will say it wears on you. And then you want to believe it, right? You want to believe what they're saying. But I remember him. I mean, he had problems. I saw it. And so it'd be venting and I'd be there and listening and helping him. It just gets really messy.
3: Subconsciously, maybe some of it. I know that, you know, I am vulnerable right now. And maybe Mm -hmm. subconsciously my brain's like alarms going off saying, hey, you need to just.
2: There's no judgment because the fact is, even if we're on a very strict diet and we don't want to eat chocolate cake and we know the damage, (laughs) the damage damage it can do to us. and her chicken. No, no, this is completely different. (laughs) There's still a desire for it. There's something instinctual in a woman that can still be very responsive, even while saying no. So, and so I guess just don't deny that part of you because it can become, I mean, you could just deny it and say, no, it's not. here. I'm I'm not tempted. There's nothing here. But the fact is that just be honest with what you're really feeling, just with yourself. Think
1: so about what it advice and, would everybody give to this lady that wrote us today and anyone else that either is in that situation right now, being the other woman or has been, what advice would you give them? How do you think we could best be used as a resource?
2: I think what someone can do who finds themselves in this situation, I think firstly starting with themselves, writing down, and this is something that I think is very effective, writing down the feelings that they're feeling anger, love, passion, hate, jealousy, frustration. Next to each one, writing why you feel that way. And then start to look at those whys and start to look at the truths. Which one of that is true? Okay, I'm feeling angry. Because I want to be with him, but I can't be with him fully. Okay, well, why? Well, because he's married and he's not leaving. Okay, so whose choice is that? Should I feel responsible for that? Should I be mad at him? Am I mad at myself? Should I be mad at the wife that he's not leaving? And start to really break down those whys to get to the really truth of the matter. And then see how that changes the original feeling.
1: All right. What advice would you give?
4: You can call me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll give her, you give your phone number I will
4: actually give you my number. I think sometimes you just need to talk to somebody about it who's been there. I think my biggest hurdle when I was going through this was I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. I was involved in a Christian church, a Christian group, very black and white. People were virgins. Literally, my best friend was a virgin in my 20s waiting for her husband. I couldn't tell anybody about it. And so I think it's finding people who have gone through it with you because you don't feel the judgment right and i will say even to this day my friends are still there for me all my friends that i had prior to this are still there for me now they love my daughter they actually at the end of all everything that happened they were so loving when I told them about the affair, they loved on me. They prayed over me. They prayed over my child. I was pregnant. They were there for me. hundred percent. I wish I would have told them earlier, mm. but I didn't. It wasn't until I became pregnant and I could no longer hide it. <laughs> it was forced now. Right. But I will say, I remember just keeping it in because I didn't know who to talk to about it. And, and just because it was, there's was such a big stigma that's associated with it and shame and especially in the christian community Mm -hmm. i was with i literally hung out with the pastor's kids who were all virgins and my friends were virgins it was such a difficult environment to tell anybody what was going on. So I think just finding somebody that you can talk to, whether it's forums, discussion boards, her email, yeah. I would be happy to Get talk to you. on our
1: Discord and you can DM Lolita you can. or me. Yes. And I'm coming from a very different perspective. Yes,
4: you are. Um, yeah. It's hard. I, yeah, I, I think your perspective, but y- you also. Mine
1: can't... is just going to be like, and?
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, yours is going to be yeah. like. <laughs> be honest
1: or encourage the other person <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But no for real. It, right. I, why are you beating yourself up about this? I, I think I it's just...
2: also the loss of the man. It is. There's a lot and and a sense of that, oh, I, I'm not allowed to talk about it because of the position that he's in and blah, blah, blah. And that's, but it's the loss of the man that she loved for a year and a half. But well, I, think that's Lolita, the I
1: mean, even let's rewind back to when you and I first met Lolita. I mean, yes, I had a very different value system, but even then, I don't think I saw it as that big fucking deal. No, you didn't. And that was our first fight. In fact, you got so angry that yeah. I mentioned it to somebody. Because it
4: wasn't that big of a deal. No, I was I, just like, so fuck what? But, but, but <laughs> I will say that has helped me. I always credit a lot of my journey on Scarlett because Scarlett's like, and what? So what? And I have become like that. Okay. So there's sometimes once in a great while in my family, when we get really down and dirty. They'll try to say things to hurt me. And when they do, I'm like, and what? So I had enough air. So what else you got for me? So it's much easier to say now, right? Because now I've owned it completely. And my daughter knows about it. It's not this shameful secret, right? But I will say one thing that's helped is being around people like Scarlett, who literally is like, and what? There's fucking worse things you could do right now or be than this, right? And so I will say that has helped me in my journey because I don't think I've ever met somebody in my life that Truly non-judgmentally and loved me. I mean, you did. I mean, there's other things that I've been through with her where she would cry with me and never look at me any different. So there is so much value in that when somebody can see through it. And I will always say out of all the things I've done in my life, I do not want to be remembered for an affair. I've done a lot of other things in my life that I think are worthwhile that I'm proud of, and I and just every woman
1: be... that's listening to this that might be in this situation that's true of them also. Right. You are so much bigger than, than this. Well, and like I
3: always say, the people that matter, you know, are in your four walls and are in your life. Mm-hmm. And the ones that don't, it's not like you're not, gonna, you're going to have more for dinner. So who gives a shit?
4: I think, you yeah. Know? And I will say, I think it's the cliche, but with time it gets easy. It really does. And yeah. it's doesn't say that there's not, scars, there are wounds. Okay. Yeah, maybe there is. But with time, it just gets easier. If you were talking to me a year after this, two years, three years, four years, it was awful. Yeah, I was a mess, right? And I held it all together, but I was falling apart inside. I can look back at it now and appreciate everything I've been through was worth it. In a way... Had I not gone through all that, I don't think I'd be the person I am today. Exactly. And so there are lots of things I can be thankful for. Yeah. But I I know it probably hinders me in relationships now and how I see men. I mean, I, you know, I talk about it. I don't want a long relationship. I don't want marriage. It sounds like a lot of work. I just want fun, easy. Go back to your bed. I'll go back to mine. I'm very, and that could be from all that. I don't know. Or it may just be because that's where I'm at in my life. I just don't want to fucking deal. You know what? That's okay. Yeah. That is okay. But I feel... Feel in a way, had I not gone through this trauma of this affair, it's almost like normal people aren't fun to me anymore. Like, I, I, I totally get you. I, I get, and this is and, and this is sad. if you haven't been through some real shit yes. that literally yes. makes you. I agree one hundred percent. If it doesn't make you go deep inside of you. And you haven't been affected this hard, then what are, what have you really been through? Yeah. And so will, it's coming, it's it, fucking coming it because is. it hits everyone. Something's going to hit everyone. And I will say That's when life. I, when I talk to the people, like, and I have a dear friend and she's beautiful. I I, I talk to her about it all the time. She was a virgin when she got married. She has this great marriage. I swear everything is like a fucking storybook, right? I could try to find stuff and I really can't. Uh, it's just great. I can't have conversations. Right? But, with but I will like say, that. well, what's the fun of that now? Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, how do you really know yourself when you haven't gone to the deep trenches of where you've been See,
3: and that's my biggest question. You know, I look back, I'm like, have I been like cursed like from day one since I was born? Like, why have I been put through so much stuff? And some people have those cookie cutter lives and not have
4: any challenges.
3: What the hell did I do to deserve so much bullshit thrown at me? But I will
4: say, but I will say the challenge is what makes you really dig deep inside and be who you are In and that's way, why it, you it, can sit here here's with us reason. willow here's, here's another reason. Is yeah. i can hang out with all you bitches. yeah because i'll tell you what the cookie care, cookie they're not, here. they're not here yeah they're not here they so couldn't
2: I've, hang with us i guarantee <laughs> you they're having way more boring sex than I you know. Know, that's true i've really questioned the same thing with like lord why i've been through a lot from day one you know you get through it Great. And then you hit with the next bullshit. Right. And that's life. And I get it. But then I read something and it was actually a Bible verse. And it was, you know why? Because a a friend of mine was like literally dying in the hospital of an OD and I didn't want to go. I'm familiar with medical stuff and I could help. And I was like, I don't care. I had gone through it with my dad. I'd gone through it with other people. And I was like, I don't care. I'm not dealing with this guy. Like he's got to deal with his shit. Right. And I remember thinking, well, that's not right. If you can help, why are you saying no? And so yeah. I actually prayed and I was like, you know what, God, like if I should be involved, if I should do this, then let me know. And one of the rare times I opened the Bible and it was a verse that said the strength you've gained is not for yourself, but the mm. others you cross paths Whoa. With. That's wow. literally what it said right when you and opened it, it. Right when I—that was God it. talking yeah. to you. Come on, yeah.
3: yeah. So I went. Oh. I Maybe Jesus the, is giving you a message right I there. I ran to the
2: hospital. <laughs> this is a whole other episode, but like, I was really used in a very powerful way to save this man's life, and he knows it. He said it. His family has said it. If I hadn't gotten involved and talked to people and did, did what I did, he probably would have been dead. And. So that verse has really helped me to understand the perspective when I'm going through these that's, horrible things. Yeah. It's because we're going to cross paths with people who need to hear that we've been there. They need our empathy. They need our wisdom from having gone before them. Like, yeah. look at this young lady who wrote us. And it's from a story that she had carried. Lolita carried so much shame about. And yet it's going to be the thing that can encourage and bless people who are really in the trenches in the moment. Right. And so and that's a big part of it. You You were
3: strong enough to survive it, and now you can help people that maybe couldn't survive it on their own. That's right.
2: Yeah. Like she said, just being able to talk to someone, just to know someone's been there, like that is such... A powerful to know you're not encouragement alone. to know that you're not alone. Yeah, you're not the devil's child because you you had an affair. Like, right? Okay, it fucking happened. You know, and we could point fingers Absolutely. and all that. But the fact is, okay, so did someone who who exactly. lied to somebody else, or someone who murdered someone, someone who did something. We're so all, all falling bitches, short. We're all, you all bitches, have get something. on
1: Discord. We'll start an other yeah. woman channel on there. Oh, that's good. We'll go find some scumbags that's good. out there. <laughs> <laughs> No. All, on them. All the women that are mean to us <laughs> will go find their husbands and fuck them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.